Hello, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching and rewatching once a week, typically. Um, I want to, This episode is going to be kind of a mishmash, like all over the place, just my thoughts on the stuff I've been watching recently without diving too deep into anything because... It took me a while to get this episode out and recorded and everything. And before I get into everything, I will talk about where I've been, what my life's been looking like for like the last month, because I think it'll be about a month, um, a little less than a month from the last time I posted um, when this episode goes live. But yeah, this episode's going to be all over the place. Um, I do intend to have more structured episodes going forward. Um, I'll get into that as the episode goes on. Yeah. (laughs) don't know if this was a really great intro. I am recording this at 11.30 on (laughs) Saturday the 21st. I initially intended for there to be an episode, um, well, the first week of January, really, but then my sister was staying with me, and we had limited time So whatever that week would have been, the 5th, I think, of January was originally when I intended my first episode to be. Um, I didn't really intend to take a break, but then my sister was visiting me and we didn't have a ton of time and it was raining and I didn't have like the entire week off. I only had a few days off. So I decided not to waste any of the time that I had with her to record a podcast episode. I was like, it's fine. I'll take a week off and then I will record on Thursday the 12th um, instead and release Friday the 13th was my initial plan. Then my sister left Wednesday the 11th and I drove her to the airport. It was like a stressful travel day. Not for me, I guess, but like I, you know, then I like, I I cleaned my apartment. I, I did all the stuff that I didn't have time to do when she was visiting me because like my my days were just completely booked because I I work evenings. So on days I had off, we were like nonstop doing things. Um, and then days we didn't have off, we would try to get as much done in the mornings before I had to go to work. So um, it was just a very busy week. So I had a lot of cleaning to do, a lot of like housekeeping, literally and figuratively. So I just, I, I, by the time Thursday rolled around, I was like, I don't have the energy to record a podcast. So I was like, I'll do it next week. And I did genuinely intend to record an episode this Thursday, um, like two days ago, but I, I went to an alumni event for my college and I thought that I would like get back and it was supposed to be from 5.30 to 8.30. So I was like, I'll get back maybe at like nine at the latest and I'll record a podcast. Like I'll be fine. Like there's, there's so much time left in the day. And the thing is I didn't get home that late. Um, like it wasn't even that, but I, I don't go out very much and I don't really drink very much, but this was a happy hour and there was free alcohol because it was at somebody's house. Um, so I had a little bit too much to drink and I came home physically and like emotionally like exhausted from like all the socializing because that's more socializing than I've done probably in like two years since the pandemic started I don't even know I don't know it's like the first time I've really done any socializing that isn't like one-on-one or with like a couple people since I graduated college because like I don't know college was like a different beast 
like a different experience. I haven't like, anyways, so I got home and I crashed pretty early, like earliest I've gone to bed. Um, I didn't even have time to like do my wordle and uh, like I didn't do my wordle at midnight. I was like asleep before midnight, which never happens to me. So I didn't get it done Thursday. I was like, I'll do it Friday. Um, did it get, didn't get it done yesterday. And I almost, I almost didn't do record this episode today, but I, I, I'm not planning on editing it tonight. I normally record and edit the same day because I do it on one of my days off. So I don't do it that late in the evening, but since I started this at 1130, um, by the time I'm done recording, it'll be like 1230 and it takes me a few hours to edit these. So I'm going to do that tomorrow morning before work. And hopefully this will be out um, Sunday evening, Monday early afternoon at the latest. Um, And then next week, um, this upcoming week, there will be a normal episode as scheduled. I will record it either Wednesday or Thursday and it'll be out Friday. My apologies for all the like inconsistent um, posting and all of that. When I started this podcast up again, I really wanted it to be a consistent thing. Um, and I didn't intend to take hiatus, take a hiatus. I mean, I still recorded a podcast episode when, or I recorded two episodes when I was in, staying at my parents' house for the vacation, still working because I didn't get any time off when I was, um, like I didn't get any time off for the holidays. I got Christmas Eve off and that was it. Um, and I was working really weird hours. I still managed to record two episodes then, but it's just like, I don't know, January hit me like a ton of bricks, but Um, And I do have friends coming to visit me um, mid-February, so that might impact the podcast schedule at some point, but hopefully it won't. Um, But we'll see. Anyways, (laughs) so that's a little apology explanation of where I've been. I hope you've all had a restful January. I hope you're excited for the new year. Um, I do not have any new year's resolutions or anything like that because I, I feel like I tend to be more reflective on like my life and like the year and stuff like that around my birthday. Um, that's when it really hits me that like a year's gone by and I'm like, I'm going into a new year of life that for me holds more significance than the beginning of a calendar year. I am more like the person who like I reflect on stuff like that more often, like on my birthday. Um, And whenever it's my birthday, I think back to where I was a year before or two years before. And that's when it really hits me, like how much has changed, how much growth has been happening, stuff like that. Um, I feel like I, or like things I want to do going forward, things I want to change, like resolutions and like, you know, goals and stuff. I tend to be more Like I do that more often on my birthday instead of at the beginning of the year. This is the second year um, I'm not going into school, which is really weird. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that weird because now it's been like a year, but um, this, I'm not making any sense, but it's just like a year ago was like the first time that I was like a new semester was starting and I wasn't in school. So it's just weird to think. And something really funny that kept happening to me at the, um, Kenyan, which is the college I went to, the Kenyan alumni thing is when I'd say I was the class of 2021, I had multiple people say congratulations as if I just graduated. I'm like, it's been a year. So, but it's weird. It's weird. Anyways, this is not going to be in any particular order, but, um, just some stuff I've been watching in the last few weeks that I've thought about, 
Um, I started a Disney Plus show called Gina Ye, and I only started watching it because a TikToker I really like, Anna Wolferman, is in it, and she's Venezuelan, and I love her TikTok, and I was like, why not? I haven't finished it. I ha- I'm, I'm on, like, episode eight or something. It's not a show that I need to, like, watch intently and that, like, I don't understand. Like, I speak Spanish, so I don't need to read the um, subtitles or anything 90% of the time. But the thing about Spanish is that it's, like, there are some, like, slang words or, like, I don't know. Dialects really change the thing for me. Sometimes they say something, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And not because I don't speak Spanish, but it's just because I've never heard that word before. I don't know if that happens to anybody else who speaks Spanish um, when they're watching Spanish television. Plus, when I'm not, when I'm watching something for the first time, for the most part, I don't really like to not be paying attention to it. I am an avid rewatcher, partially because I like to like notice things I didn't the first time I watched, but also because I am really bad at focusing on one thing. And it's very, I don't know, it's very calming for me to have like an episode of a show I've already seen like a few times on in the background while I play like some silly game on my phone. Like that to me is like a very calming evening. Anyways, I'm going on a weird tangent. I love it so far. Um, it reminds me of like the like telenovelas that I used to like watch when I was like really young with like um, my babysitter's daughter. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I love it. I love the music. Um, it's a fun show. I like it. I like Gina with Manu. I hope that they last there was like there's been like back and forth between them i don't like the 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 principal's kid i find him insufferable um anna's character is really annoying even though i love her but it's like i get it whatever um but yeah i recommend it especially if you speak spanish but you don't watch a lot of spanish media because i don't watch enough spanish media so it's really nice to listen to Spanish music, to watch a Spanish television show and have that inter like have that consume that. It's it's really nice to have that and consume it and like not just because in my day-to-day life now that I'm not living with my parents, I don't really talk to people in Spanish enough or really ever, so it's nice to have. It's cute if you want to practice your Spanish or if you speak Spanish but you don't consume enough of it. Um, or if you speak Spanish and you do consume a lot of like media in Spanish, but you're looking for something like cute and lighthearted or like any anything like that, I do recommend it. I'm not done with it yet. Maybe I'll dive deeper into it on my thoughts of the season as a whole. I don't know how it ends, so I don't know if, if it's being set up for a season two, like anything like that. I genuinely don't know. I haven't finished it. Um, but I like it. I like the, basically it's about this girl, like she, she wins a literature competition for a, um, it's called the, the IMC, but I can't remember what it stands for, but it's, it's like a a music focused school where they perform. They have like wardrobe classes. They have like dance classes. It's like a whole thing. And it's all reggaeton, reggaeton, reggaeton. Sorry. I was like trying to say it in English and I'm like, I don't know. Reggaeton. I don't know. How do you say that in English? Can you say that in English without sounding stupid? Anyways, sorry. I feel like all the characters have their own like unique skill. Like she is a lot more focused on being a songwriter where Ruby Ruby, Anna's character is more just like a performer in general. 
Um, like in my mind, I'm like, they don't have to compete, but I do love kind of those kind of environments. Um, like a performing arts school type vibe. I love it. And it takes place in Puerto Rico. They filmed it in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm, I really like it so far and I do recommend it. I'll give my thoughts when I finish the whole season. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do a deep dive like I did with the sex lives of college girls, just because, um, I feel like it'll be really hard for me to take notes. Um, watching it in Spanish and then trying to write notes in English or like if I write notes in Spanish, I like don't want to do a podcast episode entirely in Spanish because I don't speak Spanish super well. Anyway, so I'm not going to do a deep dive, but I will share my my general thoughts when I finish the whole season. The next thing I have written down is general thoughts on Ginny and Georgia season two. So I wanted my next episode after this general episode to be a deep dive into Ginny and Georgia season two. But because this episode's coming out later than my podcasts normally do, I'm not going to have time to rewatch all of Ginny and Georgia season two and take detailed notes like I did with the sex lives of college girls. So I think that'll be my next episode after my next episode. This is episode 22, maybe episode 24 or 25 will be a deep dive on Ginny and Georgia season two, if that's not like super outdated. Um, But because the episodes are an hour long, it takes me longer to do it. So next week will be a deep dive, but on something else. But my general thoughts on Ginny and Georgia season two, I... I liked the like the character development. Um, I think really liked seeing a, lo- a lot of last season. There would be flashbacks, and I'd be like, like I don't know. I really liked getting to learn more about Austin, Austin's dad, his dad Gil. I liked the tension between Ginny and Georgia a lot more now because it felt a lot more real and like tangible, um, and not just like angst. It's like, how would you react? if you found out your mother like literally killed somebody like I can't imagine that feeling and they like and she did it to protect you my biggest takeaways from Ginny and Georgia season two and I will do a deep dive on this later one they bring up little like there are little plot lines that are like threads throughout the 10 episodes but then they never really get a spotlight like Abby's character and her body issues like have not been further addressed even though it's been a consistent thread from season one to season two and I would just like more time on that I think something that's really that really bothers me about the way people talk about the show is how overly critical people are of Ginny because it's like is Ginny annoying and like insufferable yeah but I feel like so much of like the conversation is like Georgia is such a slay queen like girl boss like not not that verbiage but a lot of people are talking like I've seen a lot of people say Ginny is so ungrateful and like Georgia has done everything in her like everything and like spent her whole life making sure Ginny has a better life and she's so ungrateful but I also think Ginny's behavior and the fact that she's in so much pain and the fact that she's been self-harming since season one to me are all like red flags that Georgia has hurt her or things in her life have hurt her whether it's been and the ways Georgia has hurt her obviously have not been intentional Georgia's not trying to hurt her but sometimes when you are a parent especially if you're a young parent who dealt with all the abuse and the trauma and the turmoil that Georgia was dealing with while she was raising Ginny you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna end up hurting your kids and I think Georgia and Georgia's inability to like go to therapy and deal with her issues and like all of that to me just makes her hurt Ginny more 
Um, and and I, I, get, I get that. I understand how you can harm people, not purposefully, but that you can cause people real harm when you're going through stuff that you aren't dealing with yourself or you're dealing with in unhealthy ways. And I just think that there is... I don't know. I feel like people, and I I have this problem with Gilmore Girls too, where I feel like people give so much leeway to Georgia and they do the same for Lorelai, but they don't give that grace to Rory when she makes mistakes. That's how I feel, like to different extents, obviously, because a lot of people think Rory got worse as she aged while, you know, Jenny, here she is is at 15. Everybody already hates her character. But um, I just think that... And I get it because you become attached to the mother character. So you don't want to be like, oh, they were a bad mother or like the kid is traumatized. But I just, I feel like two things can be true at once. And Georgia could have been doing her absolute best and given everything and and like tried her, like laid her life down and done everything for Ginny. And it still could have not been what Ginny needed or what would have been best for Ginny. Like that, that those two things can be true. Somebody can think that they are doing the absolute best for somebody based on what would have been best for them or what they think would have been best. But that doesn't mean that it's what the child needed. Like, I don't know. I I just think it really bothers me how people talk about Ginny because like clearly she's in a lot of pain. And, and also as somebody who moved around a lot as a kid, not to the same, like not in the same way that Ginny did, there is a real like set, like I like I moved around like a lot when I was younger and I never really had the ability and the time to form like deep, meaningful friendships. And now as a 23 year old adult, it has like shaped the way I view relationships and the way I view life and that things aren't permanent that things are temporary and I just think when you get to be 15 years old and you move somewhere and like you finally make friends I I don't know I just I really understand Ginny in a lot of ways um but I I have so many thoughts on Ginny and Georgia and I genuinely want to do a deep dive like episode by episode like I did with the sex lives of college girls because I had so much fun doing that it's just gonna take me a bit longer because each episode is an hour long so um that's like 10 hours of my week um and since this episode is coming out a few days later I don't have a whole week anyways so that'll probably be episode 24 if not it'll be episode 25 hopefully that will be like old news by then but I don't really care if it is I don't know if there's anything else I need to say if there is I will save it for that episode. The next thing I have on my list is my predictions for the new Bachelor season. This episode's probably coming out either the day before or the day of the Bachelor premiere, which is crazy. Predictions I have so far. So all I really know about this season, because I don't read spoilers, I know that one girl, Brianna, got America's First Impression Rose. I know that there is a contestant who's been accused of some sort of racism. I don't know what it is. Her name's Greer, or at least there's some controversy surrounding her and her political beliefs. Maybe it's not directly racism. I don't know. Um, I haven't looked too far into it because it's really hard to look up a Bachelor contestant, like their name, without getting spoilers. Like I literally looked it up and I found out like not how far she went in the season, but like I got more information about her run on the show 
and less about like, I, I don't know. So I was like, after I was like, I can't, I don't want to look into it because I don't want to be spoiled any more than I've already been. Um, because I like to go into the bachelor. I used to be a, a spoiler girl. And then Hannah Brown season, actually, I was like, I'm not going to read a spoiler. I read a final two spoiler on Twitter. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to read the spoiler. I know who the final two is, but I'm not going to find out which one she picks. And then the Jed girlfriend news broke. And I was like, well, now I need to find out if she picked Jed. (laughs) So, but then since then, I haven't been spoiled. Sometimes I'll spoil Bachelor in Paradise this last season. I started looking stuff up because it got so tedious and annoying. And I just like, I didn't care anymore at that point so but I don't I don't like to read spoilers because I like to be able to predict based on the edit um how like well the contestants are doing on how far they're gonna go I literally um like to consider myself a bachelor like expert um not always you know sometimes they throw me off but there was like a season that I was watching with a friend um I think my roommate at the time. Yeah. I was watching it with my roommate and literally it was like, I would guess the order of the roses. And at this point it was like seven people. So it wasn't like with the 30 people on the first night, can I guess the first person to get a rose? Typically no, but like, (laughs) I don't know them yet, you know, but like towards the end, I can, I can guess who he's giving the rose to first and then second and then third and then fourth, you know, I'm, I'm, so I like to consider myself an expert. Um, in that regard, or at least I like to always watch it with a critical eye. I do think Zach is going to get engaged, which I don't feel like at some point in time used to be some crazy prediction, but now it feels like it is because who gets engaged on The Bachelor anymore? Literally nobody. Um, I do think, I do think Zach's going to get engaged. I think he is not going to say, I love you to more than one woman. I think he's going to say he's fall. I think he's going to say he's falling in love. I think there's going to be some kind of self-elimination right before hometowns or right after fantasy suites or something like that, like something really dramatic. There's going to be some self-elimination and that's kind of going to be a big crescendo moment. I think the moment of drama this season is going to be somebody breaking Zach's heart and not him breaking somebody's heart. I, I don't, I, I think he's going to get engaged. I think it'll last maybe like six months, maybe forever, but I think it'll last at least a little bit longer than the last engagements we've seen. But I do think we'll get some kind of a love story. General predictions, I don't remember any of the people's names, so I don't really know who I think is going to be a villain. Um, Those are my basic predictions. I don't think it's going to be that interesting of a season, but I don't know. I don't know. This is always when I feel the most hopeful about The Bachelor because it's the beginning of a new year. There's a new Bachelor season. And I tend to like The Bachelor more than The Bachelorette just because um, I think a lead can be boring, but if the contestants are good and the cast is good, then like it can be an amazing season. And I just tend to like the the women better. Like they're better, they're better at the thing. They understand it more. The men, like I just I don't like seeing the men compete. It's not as interesting to me. Um, personally. So I always like The Bachelor better. I am hopeful, but I also am, you know, cautiously optimistic because I don't want to get my hopes up, but I'm excited. I hope that the next Bachelorette or Bachelor will be a person of color. Yeah. It'd be nice to finally have the first Asian Bachelor. There hasn't been an Asian Bachelor. I do not predict there being a racism scandal. If Greer gets far, I think they will probably not address the racism. Um, Unless she's like a villain, then maybe they'll bring it up, but probably not. I don't know. I feel like sometimes when the leads aren't people of color, there's less of an inclination 
to talk about race? Oh, I, I have no idea. I will share my thoughts in the next episode, though, on the premiere, my my favorite initial contestants off the bat, who I think is going to go far, stuff like that after I've seen the first episode, because I think that will be very telling. I will do at least a little mini bachelor, not recap, but my initial thoughts based off of the night one performance. Um, that'll be in my next episode. The next thing I have on my list is Gossip Girl, um, the new episodes. Now, the thing is, I genuinely, I don't remember what I had to say about the Gossip Girl new episodes because all I can think about is the fact that they canceled it. And I want to say I'm very sorry, very sorry to the actors who I said were not that good in the last episode that I talked about them. I'm sorry about every bad thing I've ever said about the Gossip Girl reboot and I'm crushed that they're canceling it. Like, actually, I think... I don't know. It was easier for me to be like, I don't like certain things of this when I didn't think it had any chance of going away. But now it's like disappearing and I'm like devastated. I think when they like George, they brought Georgina back and I wish she had stayed a bit longer because I really liked what she was doing. I was starting to come around even on the teacher storylines, which I was very against. I like the blonde girl whose name I don't remember with the computer guy. They were cute. I liked, I liked them. Kate, her name's Kate, because I know her last name's Keller, I think. I don't know. I liked them. I was I was like, aw, I'm rooting for them, actually. So I don't know. Now I'm really depressed about the, the final episode, because it's like, will that be the final episode ever? I don't know. I think um, something I've said before is one of the biggest, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes that they made, was having who Gossip Girl is be known from the pilot episode, because that takes away a lot of suspense. There were, you know, there are other strengths that the original had that maybe the reboot didn't have but I think a big thing when you're doing something like that is like there's an anonymous tormentor of these people um like a big intrigue is like the suspense and people trying to guess clues and it's like I don't know and it's fun to rewatch because then you can pick things pick, pick up like clues and I think they messed up by having it known I would have liked that Kate to be like hacked and like logged out of it and then they're like I don't know obviously there's nothing they can do now because HBO didn't pick it up but I genuinely liked the characters I liked the storylines some more than others it was really fun to watch I don't know it was enjoyable to me in the same way that the original was and I liked it and I just I think if it was slightly more like there was slightly more intrigue with the who's gossip girl of it all that would have been really cool because I think also when I think back I've been thinking about the show as a whole now that it's ending tentatively you know the I know the showrunner is looking for other homes for it but um now that HBO didn't pick it up and the future is unclear for gossip girl I've, I've been thinking a lot about the whole show as you know the structure of it and maybe i'll do um after it ends maybe i'll do like season one podcast episode season two podcast episode if that's something that would interest people something i've, I've been very inspired by in doing these podcasts and wanting to do the deep dives was um mike smike his pretty little liars videos um that was like a big inspiration for me so I don't know maybe I'll do something like that with the Gossip Girl reboot seasons one and two I really liked um in the last episode episode nine when everybody kind of like finally like stopped like were like Ju like Julian had to kind of have a reckoning if that makes sense like they were all kind of like Julian stop when 
Aki was like, you and Gossip Girl are the same, but at least she admits it. Like, and I think a really good way to end season two that would have left them open for a season three would be like Julian takes over Gossip Girl or decide. I don't know. I think there, there's something there, but I, I liked the last episode a lot. I love Luna's character. I love that we started seeing more about her. We finally started getting more of Monet, but there was not enough about of her this season. Um, she never got like a real love interest. I, I know I saw sparks between Monet and Zoya a few episodes back where I was like, I remember cause I watch everything and I'm constantly like, that's kind of gay. And I know not everybody does. Like I literally one time was watching a Black Mirror episode with some friends in college and it was, it's the San Bernardino episode. <laughs> and I literally was like, they're gay. And everybody's like, I mean, they're not gay because I, that is just my reaction to everything. When there's even a little bit of homoerotic subtext, um, I'm like, it's gay. They're gay. They're in love with each other. Um, that's the tension. They're in love with each other. So I very often find myself shipping to women Specifically, I don't do it as much with men just because I'm not a man. I still pick up on the gay undertones, but I, with women, I'm always like, oh my God, they're in love with each other. So when there was a plot line of Zoya pretending to be Monet and then the guy she had sex with recording her and like threatening to leak Monet's sex tape and then Monet ended up helping Zoya and like Zoya was like super grateful to her. Like, I don't know. I literally was like, I'm picking up vibes. I'm picking up vibes. And then I saw somebody on TikTok saying the same thing. And I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just me. Um, but that's never going to happen. So now that it's, I don't know. There's just so much lost potential. <sighs> it's sad to me. I'm really upset that the, it's ending. Like I have nothing eloquent to say except the fact that I'm going to miss it. It's a fun show. So the next thing I have on my list is How We Met Your Father. Season two is premiering soon. And um, I wrote down, Emmy, do you have any thoughts? and my I don't know if I've talked about How I Met Your Father before on this podcast I literally cannot remember I like it I don't know if I know who the father is I saw one of the writers like stopped being a writer on it so he was like doing a comedy tour and he kept he kept making jokes of who the father was um but I saw that he changed it a few times but the first one I saw was that he said it was the Indian guy which was a a theory I, I had already seen I do think the father is not going to be Jesse, but I think Jesse is going to be her main love interest um, is my takeaway. Maybe after season two comes out, I'll do a deep dive on I don't know. Um, this episode is just me talking about what maybe I'll do in, in the future. But you know what? That's fine. It's fine. This, uh, this podcast is just me talking about what's on my mind. Um, <laughs> what, you know, specifically when it has to do with, with um, media. But there's definitely a lot coming up with The Bachelor. I'm going to have so much to say every week. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be how, um, like, Nick Nick Vial's podcast, they do a Bachelor tea segment before they get into, like, the main topic. That's going to be me (laughs) in every episode. I'm going to be like, but not the tea, just, like, my general thoughts on the last episode um, because I will have many. But I'm not going to become a Bachelor recap podcast. Um, But, yeah, How I Met Your Father, my thoughts. I'm excited for season two. Um, she's dating an older guy, the main character. Why have I forgotten her name? I literally, um, I don't know, but I, I like the show. I like the show a lot. I know a lot of people hated it. I, I don't know. I like it. Okay. I, I actually really like spinoffs, reboots, all of that. I'm a fan when it's like a new cast, but like a similar concept. I like it. I enjoy it because it's familiar enough for, for me 
that I like know what world I'm in. Like right off the bat, I know what world I'm in, what the general vibe is. But it's also new characters and new storylines and new things for me to predict and analyze and like pick up clues on. And I I like that kind of thing. It makes me happy genuinely, which is why I even when there were things about the Gossip Girl reboot that I didn't love, I was like, I like the general like vibe of like the upper, like, I don't know. It's nice for me. I really enjoy it. And I know some people like feel the, the exact opposite about these kind of things, but I like picking up in the same world, like 10 years later with characters that are somewhat connected, but not like the same characters like this. I enjoy that. I enjoy that genuinely as a viewer. And I think I enjoy things like that more than like a straight reboot where it's like the characters are just now older. Um, I know some people prefer prefer that more, but I, I like when I'm watching something and I already have context of what the world is, but maybe not necessarily the storylines, which is why I like watching shows that I haven't seen in like a while because I don't remember every single plot generally, but I know what worlds I'm in and I know the general structure and... Um, so I enjoy it. I like How I Met Your Father. I think How I Met Your Mother, a lot of the jokes just didn't age very well. And I, as much, I mean, the ending sucked. Don't even get me started on the ending of How I Met Your Mother. But beyond that, beyond the ending and all of that, I, as much as I've rewatched it a few times and every time I just, I get so deeply uncomfortable and the jokes like really take me out of it and like just remind me of like, I don't know, I don't. I pers- I really don't like like that you know like trans jokes and jokes like that like it makes me uncomfortable and I feel like I don't know I don't like I a lot of it didn't age well and narratively the um I think my biggest critique of how I met your mother has always been and I'm sure I've said this before maybe not on this podcast but definitely in my lifetime that I feel like they decided what they wanted their ending to be and then they pigeonholed themselves but then they like wrote the characters in a way that they had to like undo a ton of character development and a ton of like like of the narrative structure to get the story to end the the place they wanted it to when they started writing the season and I think it would have just been better storytelling to follow the characters and the storylines where it played out and write a new ending instead of trying to find a way to make the ending you had nine years before fit. And it will never not piss me off that the entire last season is about Barney and Robin's wedding weekend just for them to get divorced within like a half hour of the two-part finale or whatever. Like, I'm sorry, that is unbelievably bad writing. I I think that's bad writing. I think it doesn't make any sense. And I think when you, I don't know, I feel like as a writer, you have to be open to where the story takes you. And if you're writing a show over nine seasons, like it's not going to look exactly unless you have it like very like in a very detailed way, like mapped out season to season, plot line to plot line. It's not going to look the same as when you started writing it nine years ago. Like it's not. People change. Stories evolve. You should let them instead of trying to undo a bunch of writing you did and, and, and character building you did. Um, just to make what you wanted nine years ago make sense. I feel like I have felt this, like I've, I even felt this way kind of with the Gilmore Girls reboot where I feel like the two characters that felt the most like they were like stuck 
a lot of people say about the Gilmore Girls reboot that they think that season that it kind of felt like what she what Amy Sherman Palladino wished season seven or eight would have been like how she would have ended their stories but like 10 years before which is when it ended and I really like that makes a lot of sense to me but specifically with Rory and Lorelai's characters. Like, I feel like Amy Sherman Palladino knew how she wanted those characters to end. So they were the ones that kind of felt like they were stuck like 10 years ago, um, where characters, I think that she didn't necessarily have an idea of what their lives were going to be like. They felt like they had lived like a full, like 10 years. Like Paris felt like it had been 10 years since she graduated college. Lorelai, it didn't feel like it had been nine years. Like she'd been dating Luke for like nine years, but they'd never talked about kids. Um, they still hadn't gotten married, even though they broke up because he didn't want to, like, I, th- I think when you're a writer, and I don't know, I've never written for TV, so who am I to say? But I just think as a viewer, you can tell when a writer like just had an idea of what they wanted the story to end like um, for a character or for whatever. And they kind of like, it just, it doesn't feel like it makes sense for the character narratively. Um, And that's a big issue I had with How I Met Your Mother. Anyways, um, I think that's not even, I was going to talk about How I Met Your Father, but I can't really think of anything to say about that because I liked season one a lot. It was like cute. It was sweet. It was short. Um, Hilary Duff is great in it. I like the structure of how she's telling her kid through FaceTime. So um, we don't have to see the kid. I think that's great. I also really, really like that the first episode was actually the story of the night she met um, the father. But then the the rest of it is like um, how they ended up together or whatever or how they however long it takes for them to actually have the kid. I like that a lot because um, I think How I Met Your Mother, like it made a lot of sense. I feel like at the beginning of like all these things had to happen for like me to meet your mother. But I think when you think about the show being like nine seasons, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it makes a lot more sense when there's like filler episodes, I guess, like in quotes, filler episodes, when it's like this, the mother's just telling the kid like, about this time in her life and not just like how I don't know it's like a very long-winded way to tell your kid how you met um their mother or father so I like that it's like from the beginning this is how I met your father but just like we don't know yet who he is and how they ended up together so I'm excited for season two I I think Layden Meester is going to be a a guest which is kind of really exciting for me personally (laughs) um I'm excited to see her um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens with Jesse, and I literally why can't I remember her name? Why am I blanking on her name? Um, Hillary Duff's character. I'm really I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I have to say I love that she's a photographer. I don't know. I like that there's a lesbian character. I like that they're not all white people. I I like How I Met Your Father. I, I like it. I like that kind of spinoff show. Same with Gossip Girl. And on that note, the last thing I have on my list, which is what I intend the next podcast episode to be a deep dive of, is that 90s show. On Thursday, when I was originally supposed to record this, I'd only seen like two episodes because it came out Thursday. Uh, But now that it's Saturday, I've seen the whole series because it's 10 episodes and each episode is a half hour. So it's like super easy to get through. And that's why my next episode is going to be a deep dive because that is like half the amount of time as as Ginny and Georgia um to like watch and take notes on um but I really loved it I 
have not watched that 70s show in a very long time. So I will, I, I will admit that from that perspective, I am not a, an expert on the old show. I don't pick up on all the little things in the same way um, other people do. I've seen TikToks being like, if Leia was born in this year, that doesn't make sense. A lot of people, like, I don't know. There are people who just, I am more of a, like, fresh viewer. I know the characters and I've seen, like, I don't, a good amount of it. I don't even know if I've seen the later seasons, but I don't think I ever watched it on Netflix. I think I just, like, watched it on TV for, like, in, like, reruns or, like, I have no idea. I've seen, like, a good amount of that 70s show, but not, never in order. And I wanted to, like watch it all before I started watching that 90s show, but it's not on Netflix anymore and I don't have Peacock and I didn't want to pay for it. Um, but maybe at some point if it, if it gets on stream, on some kind of streaming that I have, again, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll get a Peacock retrial. I don't know, because it's like seven seasons or something. More than that, I can't remember. Um, so I, I can't pick up on all the things. I do have to say, I know a lot of people were upset that Jackie and Kelso are dating and I have to or like married now and I have to say I do kind of like I don't love that I didn't like Jackie with Kelso but I don't know they're they're there for such a brief part of the show that I don't know even like when they explain what happened between Jackie and Fez it's like I genuinely don't know what like I'm I don't know I think one of my biggest critiques of TV these days is that everything is 10 episodes and especially if it's a half hour show like it doesn't need to be 10 episodes it can be longer than that make it longer than that and um there are just so many things that I wish we had gotten more of not just with like the adults because I I guess I get that it wasn't about them but it's just like I don't understand what happened happened with Jackie and Kelso or Jackie and Fez like I don't understand it um I don't understand the timeline of it like when did Fez and Jackie break up Jackie and Kelso say that they've been remarried twice so does that mean that they were married once got divorced got married again got divorced and this is the second time they're getting remarried or were they remarried with somebody else? Like, I, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. Also, is Jay Kelso, um, is he Jackie and Kelso's son? I think he's supposed to be. I feel like I have a lot of questions. Um, but I'll dive more deep into it next week, like episode by episode, character by character. I really liked it. I love Leia. Um, the actress did such a great job. Eric was always my favorite character. He was the one I like related to the most when I was watching the show. Um, Jackie is like the funniest character. Like the the stuff she says, <laughs> I love her. But um, yeah, no, the actors did a really great job. I really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted Leia to be gay. Like in the original series, Eric like lived next door to Donna and like, and now they're married with a kid. And so when the first of the new kids we meet is Gwen, Leia's grandparents' next-door neighbor, and she, like, is watching her through the window. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to fall in love. And I I still, you know, if the show picks, I I have hope that it can be. There is an openly gay character, Ozzy, um, which is nice. He's one of the main group, so that's great. I like Jay Kelso. I, I, I like him more than I liked his dad. I don't know. Even the way he is with Leia, I feel like it's very sweet. It's very... I don't know. It's a lot. He he comes across a lot kinder to me than Michael Kelso. Like he's still kind of goofy and like oblivious in certain ways, 
Um, like there are a lot of similarities, but I think he has like a sweetness to him that I don't know if Michael really had in the original series, which I like. I love Gwen. I wanted her and Leia to get together. Leia's still my favorite character. Um, or Leia's my favorite character, which is funny because she's like kind of like the Eric of this show. And Eric was my favorite character. But um, I really liked Otzi. I found him to be quite enjoyable. Red and Kitty are killing it as per usual. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll get more, I'll get more into all the characters and like break down who the characters are and like, you know, all of that in my next episode. But generally, I really enjoyed the show. Um, again, I'm not like a nut that 70s show like expert. So I'm not watching it from like that lens of like the original series was so good in this regard, in this regard, in this regard. Like I'm not that person. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I think as a casual viewer of that 70s show, there were enough like references and like similarities and stuff that were like nice. You don't have to be like an expert of the show to like enjoy it or whatever. I like it. I liked it a lot. I, I'm a big fan of people's like kids. I loved Girl Meets World before it got all weird. It was like nice at the beginning. Uh, at least I thought it was because I like the plot line of like somebody's kid going through similar things. That they, I don't know. I, I enjoy that plot. My only, I really, I get that they don't want like Eric and Donna to like move out there or whatever, but I wish that it wasn't just like a summer thing because it's like now what? It's going to be like a year. Like it's going to be every summer she visits them. I feel like they should do something where like Donna's dad gets sick or something and they have to move back or some, like something because it's like, it, it's just gonna be every summer. I would like to see how they all interact in school, stuff like that, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I'll get more into it next week um, along with my initial thoughts on The Bachelor, any final thoughts I have about Gina Yeh, anything else I watch, Gina Yeh, I don't know why I said Gina, <laughs> Gina Yeh, all of that. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you took the time, sorry, this episode was all over the place. Sorry, it's late. Sorry for all of that, but thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for tuning in regardless. And um, I hope you tune in again going forward. Yeah, please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow my social media so you can get updates about delays in podcast episodes like this. Um, and if you want to know my thoughts on any particular television shows, I don't know, just if you have any thoughts, feedback, concerns, critiques, anything, please reach out to me and I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you or you will hear from me this Friday. I promise. I swear it. Goodbye guys.